You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. We're beyond 200. I'm your host, Stephen White. Mm, Yes. And that's my co-host, Lacey Finley. (laughs) Happy Monday. Being all old. I'm so old now. (sighs) See, it it just it feels like yet another podcast. We're at 201. We're, we're beyond the threshold. Well, now now it's not important anymore. You know, when you hit the, the milestone, it's like, oh, man, that's so big. And it's like, but now I'm at two, 201. That's bigger than 200. Eh. It really is. Doesn't matter. Nah, yeah. Doesn't matter. We'll come back at you at 250, right? Yeah. 300. 250. <laughs> so we're going to call the episode 250. 250. I want it. And we're going to get 250 to be on the show. I don't even know who that is. Whoever that be. Is there, I don't know. Do we have a 250. I would. I mean, like there could be a singer named that, and I just don't know, <laughs> or a dev team, or I couldn't tell you who he was, but okay. he exists. I promise. Oh, you. so there really is one. Okay. I'm. I. I would almost bet money on it. It's true. I'm well, just we gonna did say have a 50 that. Fifty cent. He might have grown up by now. To two fifty. That's right. Two fifty. Two. You got to You got to make sure you say it right. Fitty. 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 So hey, um, yes, <laughs> I uh, guest podcast on a show this past week. Oh yeah, yeah, but it won't be out uh, anytime like immediately. I don't think it'll be out this week. I think it's going to release more in line with the movie sequel that we were kind of uh, talking about. It's the first part. Mm-hmm. Podcasters disassembled. Which is that other show mm-hmm. that they do that's kind of a spinoff where they're talking not just about a movie series, but they're talking about a movie related to something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we don't want to do an entire season of of something because maybe something doesn't exist or there's not a whole lot of it. So it's not worth dedicating an entire season. So they do one-offs. So we were talking mm-hmm. about Sonic the Hedgehog because Sonic 2 is coming up. It is. And yeah, I think uh, next week or the week after. No, the week after because... We're getting, we're getting everybody's favorite vampire movie uh, this week, Friday. Morbius. Uh, I've only heard the greatest of things about this film all over the internet. From day all one, over. everyone has been excited about Morbius, and now the critics are saying great things about Morbius, saying it is the greatest comic book movie ever made. I am not getting Better. paid to say this by Sony. <laughs> I feel like I missed a whole lot of public discourse this week over something. <laughs> just just look up Morbius on Twitter. You'll see where it's going. Okay. Anyway, uh, but no, we talked about Sonic, uh, the original Sonic, because Sonic mm-hmm. 2 is coming up. I, I rewatched Sonic 
because I felt like, you know, I, I know the movie well enough. Refresher. I didn't feel like it was. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't so far removed from my head or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I thought, you know, a refresher would be nice. Just yeah. kind of have it fresh on the And brain. it was fun. So why not, right? It feels like it's getting better the more I watch it. Like every uh-huh. subsequent viewing, I'm just like, I really like this. I don't know what it is. I just really like it. It's just a it charming, was a fun. fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody in it's having a lot of fun. So, yeah, I just I had a lot of fun with it. We spoke about it at length, talking about um, things. I don't want to tell you all the conversation because um, no, because you have to go listen to that. That's right. But yeah, I did that uh, this week, and congrats to the people, the creators of Podcasters Assembled, for getting three count them three. Nominations for the Scene Snobs Awards or nice. the Snobbies is they. This is a this is a new thing to me. I think it's this is their second annual. Uh, okay. I just heard about it, or maybe it was just didn't pay any attention to it last year. Maybe and now it's just filtered into my head this year. Sure. So I saw it and I was like, cool, cool, cool. So they just asked for uh, nominees. You throw your hat in the ring, and then I guess like this panel of judges. Narrows down who's uh, worthy and who isn't. Okay. And they were chosen to be the worthiest of the worthy along with the other nominees that came out. Whom I honestly... There's only one other nominee that I knew. And I'm going to shout him out too if you don't know who that is. Uh, Podcaster of the... Podcast host of the year I think was the category he got nominated for. Uh, Brandon T. McClure who is of the Fake Nerd Podcast... I've been on one of his shows. Actually, I've been on... Have I been on? No, I've not been on Fake Nerd Podcast, but I've been on his other show, A Conversation With, and yes. I, I did a bit on that at one time. And he's he's working over there at the old Screen Rant last I checked, too. He's, he's a, got himself a freelance writer gig over there. Oh, well, look at all of you moving up in the world. Yeah, all these people. He did. He he got a lot farther than I did. I just guess I just didn't have the um, wherewithal for people to tell me what I I'm writing wrong. Yeah. I like my just, writing. <laughs> just a difference in how they approach work, you know. Yeah. So we won't get into that. You know, good for him for getting. <laughs> if he can fit in with yeah. that crowd, good for him, and good for him for getting this podcast host. Uh, right. Award of the year nomination. Now, when we're recording this. I think later today the winners are going to be announced. So yeah, so we're a little ahead of it. So yeah, we we can't sit here and say, oh look at us, we're going to talk about the winners. I mean, if they had won, I could add it in later, going, they won. Oh, right, sorry, you lost. Like and congratulations, what? or and then we'll take a beat, or you'll get them next time, guys. There you go. You've yeah. got both sound bites now that you can um, put in. Right. <laughs> And I, I may you do it, or that you can just take it however you. Yeah. Yeah. So just well, take everything that we've said. You're going to hear it both. So take whichever way it goes. Just yes. Enjoy it. Well, congratulations again, on being nominated, regardless, because that's fun, right? To be recognized at least yeah. um, enough to be nominated. So congratulations on that. Either way. Yeah, I'm. I was excited for them a lot because I had been talking about how I felt about the show. You know, this mm-hmm. is one of those ideas. It's just got it's got legs. So cool. Uh, I believe yeah. in it. And now introducing it to an entire group of people who didn't know about it. 
And now it's going to get even more recognition with this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it wins all three categories. I'm not going to say that it will, but fingers crossed they do. But it should. And people will be, I'll say yeah. it. It should. Or they and, should. And now Sorry, people... <laughs> And now people are seeing this award because, I mean, doesn't that sound awesome? Award nominated. If I could sit here and say the award nominated Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, Mm -hmm. uh, the award winning Super Mega Mm -hmm. Crash Brothers, I mean, you feel like we were important. They can at least say they are award nominated now. So they can put that. They do that in the movies, don't they? Where it's uh, Academy Award Oscar nominated. Yeah. Yeah. See, they do that. Yeah. Because it'd be like, hey, they may not have won. still good enough to be nominated. nominated. So, right. That's so, right. That's better than the rest guys. of you sons of bitches. Right. All of us sitting at home tweeting about how we hate it. Anyway, that's a so, different topic. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> right, right, right. So congrats to them. Uh, I hope yes. it works out. That's all I'm saying. Congratulations. So uh, what you been playing this week? So this week, I'm kind of, I've just been getting lazy with it. <laughs> I, uh, I, but the tenants came up with a new update. Mm-hmm. That's one that I got in early access maybe a year or so ago. I play it for a little bit. I uninstall it. I see a new update. Okay, let's go jump back in, see if they've changed, improved, or whatever uh, with it. And it was the landlord update. I'm sure you all remember hearing me talk about the tenants or you play landlord and, you know, you're supposed to do all of these chores for them, which was the first time I was like, do landlords in other countries clean your apartment and stuff? It was really weird to me that I would have chores to come clean up after you and all this stuff. They took that out, though. I still have to go take care of like roaches and rats and stuff. Sure. I'm the landlord. That's fair. Uh, Sure. But I haven't been called over from the you know whoever owns the building your slobs in there everything stinks you know and then I have to go clean up after them so I think they took care of that um but they did streamline a lot of things so I was diving in for a couple of days there to see all the different stuff that was kind of obnoxious to me (laughs) with all of the notifications you would get on your phone and just the constant needs that they would have made it almost impossible to kind of go do the renovation jobs to earn extra cash because you were having to babysit so hard. It was just one after the other. It feels all more balanced. And they added new jobs for you to be able to do, varied it up a bit, which was nice. I will admit it was kind of getting to be the same things over and over and over and over and over again. Added some more elite stuff. Um, I'm liking it. There's still a few tweaks I would personally make as feedback. But it's getting there, and I could almost recommend it now to actually go try. Whereas before, eh, you might have had fun for about an hour or two, but it starts to repeat itself so much that you, you know, but now they're adding more stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're still actively working on it. So I would check it out if you're into those simulation games, the tenants. They just had the landlord update. I would go check it out if you like those types of games. It's very chill. It can get a little stressful if they all, like an earthquake happens. And everyone's apartment is falling apart. So, you know, you just got to pay the money. Get it fixed. Sure. They're all freaking out. Life is going to be over, you know. Oh, and I can send them gifts because landlords do that apparently. Yeah. So if I want them to like me more before uh, renegotiations of my contract or of our lease, uh, I can send them 
a massage. I could send them gift cards or, uh, you know, whatever their likes are. Because you, this is a little creepy if you think about it too hard, so don't. But there is an option to research your um, tenant to see what their, their, their likes are or dislikes are. So for gift-giving purposes and things, which just sounds kind of weird that I'm stalking my tenant. But I can... Give them gifts and they get super happy and then I could jack up the rent when it's time for renegotiations. And I do. And sometimes they take the bait and sometimes they do not. And then we have to decide at the end of our negotiations. Most of the time, if you're not willing to at least pay what you were already paying, you're out. Mm-hmm. Offer me lower than you were already paying. I made improvements. You wanted a new bedroom, damn it. I gave you a new bedroom. I paid for it. I mean, you're giving me 200 bucks a month less. I don't think so. Out you go. <laughs> oh, Stick to your guns. Games. That's what I said. I'm not taking yeah. less. I know what I paid for this building. I just had the auction. I know what I need. That's right. You wanted faster internet. I gave you faster internet. You wanted... You wanted a, a remodel of your bedroom? I did it. Why you got a, a unhappy face living here? Give me a break. Get out of here if you don't appreciate. Anyway, so that's what I've done. <laughs> Played okay. the tenants, and uh, that was about it. Because I actually had some other. I actually had some errands and stuff to run this week, like a normal human. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at me doing stuff Adulting. in the world again. Right, yeah. you know. So, uh, but yeah, and then I tortured some more um, RimWorld people while I was watching some other stuff (laughs) on in the background, you know, Uh, and then I do have the new Mafia downloaded. It's just sitting down to do it now since I did get the upgrade or remake or whatever they were calling it through my Humble Bundle. So I do still have to dive in. I've not forgotten. It is downloaded. It is ready to go. Oh, and I did play The Sims a little bit. I'm sorry. They did introduce some scenario scenarios now. So actual uh, goals okay. that you could do in it. So I downloaded it again last night just to check that out. Uh, they used to have something mm-hmm. called The Sims Stories back in The Sims 2. So I don't even know how long ago now, at least 10, 15 years ago, where it was standalone experiences where you were actually playing a story. So it feels a mm-hmm. little homage to that, you know. Um, but okay. It was nice to do it with actual goals that you were having to hit and it would be a complete scenario. So you almost needed to just start a family for it. One Mm -hmm. of them was a power couple scenario. So you're both, um, soulmates and, and both racing to be CEO and whoever can be CEO out of your power couple first or whatever. And you get a bunch of points for it that you can you know, use the same stuff you've always done or mentoring um, a teenager five times in a skill that you're level 10 at or something, you know, so, and then they'll add some, I guess, ongoing because they made it sound Mm -hmm. like you needed to stay online to get a new scenario. And there was one that said it was limited time. So I don't know. You're just getting aspiration points, which are pretty easy to grab throughout the game anyway, if you wanted to buy the quote unquote deals or cheats or whatever for it. But that was interesting. So if you're looking to refresh in the Sims experience without actually having to give EA any more money since it was free, I tried it. If it was not free, I wouldn't be talking about it right now because I haven't given them money in a long time. (laughs) 
can't even remember the last time I've uh, purchased anything for The Sims myself. I've kind of given up on giving the money on it. EA's not going to change anything. They're just going to keep making it worse. So we're, I'm done here sure. until Paralives comes out. Hopefully. Hopefully soon. Paralives, come save me. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what about you? What about you? What'd you get well, to play? Well, um, I have been playing the same old, same old, which I'll get into in a minute because I wanted to first talk about what my wife has been playing. And Ooh, it just kind of yeah. caught me off guard because she was um, messing around and I noticed she was playing a game and it was on her phone, but mm-hmm. she was really into it. And then I, just, I would just kind of glance over and I was like, huh. And maybe it was just some little mobile game, you know, that you just throw sure. away. And it was just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Time waster I, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I noticed how in-depth it was looking over there. It was like, well, this doesn't look like your typical mobile game. It kind of looks mm-hmm. familiar, and I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then eventually I was just said, hey, what are you playing over there? <laughs> She's apparently addicted to Stardew Valley. She has found oh, it on Oh, that's her right. <laughs> I do think I recall them saying they were porting. Oh, fun. Yeah. So I'm surprised she is like, not on the Switch, though. Well, it's because I'm sure it's um, a few factors. One, Calliope likes to mess around with the Switch a lot more than anybody else. That's fair. And two, uh, on the phone, it was free versus oh. paying for it. Free. In, now, that's interesting. We, well, we have the, um, when we swapped over our phone service here recently, they gave us the mm-hmm. Google Play Pass. You know, you play all the games you want for free or for yeah. free because you have the pass. So we have the pass sure. for a little while. So it was like, eh, why not? Oh, nice. You know? Does it I've play well on it. the phone? She had been having to use like, um, you know, the, the stylus. Stylus. Or whatever. And she was a little frustrated with here and there. So me wondering. being a good, me being a good husband, I got her one of those, um, controller phone uh like you can hook up to your phone and turns it into like your phone now looks like a damn switch you know you just plug it up on each end and boom so now it's oh yeah 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 yeah. portable handheld game controller yeah so i got her one of those so she can have a controller for the game and she seems to enjoy it and it's working well oh yeah oh nice she's she seems happy about it that is a fun game. I haven't played it in a long time, but I remember I had a lot of fun with who, it. Who who was your who was your um your love interest that you were pining for? Because I've heard them talk her and Piper have talked about it. I feel like I chose the one that everybody hated, and I'm not gonna remember his name, but he was the sports dude. Um had a very yeah. tragic backstory, by the way, with why he was living with his grandparents, you know, and all this stuff. Um, but I can't remember his name, but it was the sports guy and we got married and we were very happy. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> for I've, whomever I've I know. And when I streamed about. it, I got so much crap for choosing him and I couldn't really figure out why, uh, maybe, maybe feelings have you. changed towards him over the years, but I just remember I was attacked for it. So now I'm always on the defensive when someone asks and I'm like, and I stand by it. <laughs> He was good to me. I just heard her mention the name Sebastian the other day, and I was trying to remember the name that you said that one time. Because I remember you you did. You had like a very big connection to that character. You're just like, this is the guy I chose, and damn it. Hell with all y'all. And I love him. 
Alex. Alex. Is what it, I had to look it up here. Alex right, yeah. was whom I, um, whom I wooed and uh, married mm. in um, one of my games. Okay. Oh, that's cool. But she, yeah, she seems to be having a lot of fun with it. I thought I would just mm-hmm. share that because I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. That game's making no, that another comeback. that is good, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but me personally, I've been playing Horizon. Again, just when I can, seems to be only on the weekends in which I can pull that away. And when it gets nice and warm outside, I'll probably play the games even less, which I hate because I love mm-hmm. playing games. But, uh, no, I got, uh, you know, I-, I was reminded when I was playing yesterday how important playing the story actually is in a game sometimes. Mm-hmm. because I get lost exploring and then I decide, you know what? Maybe I need to, to push forward on the story. And then I do two story missions that give me items in which I have been dying to get my hands on because it would uh-huh. help me explore even more. Had I had these items and had I just continued the story hours ago, I would have had these items on my quest as I explored other areas and now I wouldn't have to backtrack. So all this time, you're them. like, why can't they do this thing? Well, well it's just like I knew what, what I needed, mm-hmm. but it was just like, ah, oh, but then how far is it going to be before I get in the story? Oh, mm-hmm. God, I just want to. I just want to explore. Now I've got my items, and I can do all the exploring I want. There so, you go. Had I just continued the story, so many days ago, sometimes bites you in the butt. A little bit. You know, if you yeah. don't have the thing and you're starting to see a lot of those things that you don't have the item mm-hmm. for, maybe just continue with the story and they'll get you yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> right. They'll and probably give you it or tell you where it is. So now yeah. I can I can swim underwater, you know, long term. So I actually Good. got to do that. I know we've been waiting for that one for a while. So you could officially swim. It was literally the next story mission. If I'd have just done it, <laughs> it was literally yeah, the next right. one up. So close. Yeah, and then the one after funny. that uh, helps me open, like you'll see these metal flowers. I feel like the metal flowers were in the last game, but they're little metal flowers. You open them up and then you do something with it. And then there's a bunch of vines that'll destroy. And then mm-hmm. obviously behind the vines is some special treasures or whatever, or yeah. whatever they're trying to hide from you. So all those are now available on the map. I just got to go back all the way to the beginning and find them and, Mm-hmm. Make my way through. Now all I need to do is have the opportunity to fly. That's what I want. Because okay. somewhere I can get an override for a bird and I can fly. Because I've started to encounter areas that I can't get into. And I'm like, the only way in here is to drop in from the sky and I can't fly. I need a skill, yeah. Something's, yeah, I need to yeah. be able to fly. And there is a, a mission on my... Um, side missions or errands mm-hmm. it says first to fly and i'm like well clearly but where, i can't get to, to the thing that it tells oh. me to get to because it's at the top of this mountain and I, it tells me to fly mm-hmm. and i'm like okay but how i don't i don't have a way to fly and you're telling me to fly up there i don't understand i'm so confused don't give me this if i can't fly <laughs> so I just, I have to continue with whatever things. I'll just let it come to me eventually. Yep. That's all I can do. Probably in your quest or in your story. So, mm-hmm. write it out. 
Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about uh, a lot of the stuff now. Like uh, I've good got a good it. selection of weapons. I've got a good selection of mm-hmm. uh, skills. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I feel I feel nice. pretty good. Get yeah, get yourself honor. caught up there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I just gotta get nice. out there. So hopefully I'll beat the game uh, next couple <laughs> of weeks, maybe. <laughs> Because, you know, it's been taking me forever and I only get to play it one or two hours on a weekend. Yeah. Five or six. Like the adult life. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, though, and this is another reason I want to beat this game. And I know maybe it's not for everybody, but I'm excited as hell. I cannot wait to get my hands on Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Those were fun. Yeah. Whatever it was. Because they've apparently... This isn't just like taking the old games and smashing it in. I mean, they've done every single story in the Star Wars saga. However many of those games they actually made, I don't know. You know, I I feel like Force Awakens was the only one that they did a Lego game for. And then from there, I I have no idea. So this will be the first time, possibly, that all this gets kind of crammed together in one game. Mm-hmm. For so for any movies that missed out on a Lego adaptation, this will be it. But it, everything about it just looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking for a game yeah. with a lot of fun. I, I have a lot of fun with Lego games. They've expanded it out. It's supposed to be like something new. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to yeah, play the no, game. They were fun games. I think I. I don't think anyone will make fun of you for it. We probably no, got a I lot mean, of if they do that love they those can... games too. Yeah, you can keep just, it to yourself. <laughs> No, go ahead. If you want to, if you don't like them, say it. But I'm just, yeah. for me, it's it's almost just, it's nothing but fun. You know, there's nothing yeah. about it. They're normally not frustrating. They can be, depending on whatever glitches are still lurking around in there. But for mm-hmm. the most part, I just have a lot of fun running around doing whatever, and I just want to see what they do here, like with mm-hmm. the superhero games, whether it be Avengers or Justice League or whatever. You get to fly around the cities and. I love doing that, but here, yeah, I could fly around space maybe or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just excited. I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. Uh, we can't wait to hear about it when you do. Well, what you got in the way of news? You got any news? We do have a little bit of news this week. Uh, interesting. Long week. <laughs> oh, I just feel like it was for me. You tell me, siblings. I feel like it was a long week. Uh, first bit of news I want to chat with you about here. Uh. Take Two and Rockstar is announcing. We have a, we we talked about this right the GTA Online and GTA single player. How you can pay to upgrade within a certain period of time. You know you're not getting GTA on your next gen for free. Uh, so they're 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 taking it a step further for us all though, and now offering a subscription service. Yeah. On okay. um, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> You can pay or have the pleasure now to pay $6 a month for extra GTA Online perks. Uh, so good luck, I guess, if you still <laughs> want to do all this stuff. So apparently on March 29th, they're offering you this here. Um, and so this is for PS5 and Xbox SX. So if you even have those systems at this time and have already paid to upgrade to get the next gen GTA game. Now you can pay $6 a month to get a recurring monthly $500,000 deposit to your May's bank account. 
Uh, and so listening to players, that doesn't really sound like a perk. <laughs> Apparently, that's not even a whole lot of money anymore for them. I was watching mm. one guy talk about it, and he's like, all you really need to do is go to KO Perico Heights, and there's some helicopter you get and do a bunch of missions. Bam, you're getting a million dollars like an hour, half hour, you know, so 500,000 cool story, I guess. Sure. Um, you get, uh, <laughs> you can get a car that came out in 2019. You could get that now um, for <laughs> $6. You get a yacht upgrade. Um, and that was another one I was listening to people say, if you already had enough money for a yacht, the upgrade's kind of a, a funny, okay, sure. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to read through all of the different things. You will get uh, vehicle upgrades, custom paints. If you want some custom paints for your shop, you can move your shop to a different area. Like there was some member discounts and GTA money and stuff that you get each month. But uh, and of course, exclusive rewards for your members. <coughs> so mm-hmm. my question is after that, I would pose to my siblings. I don't know if we have any GTA online players. I would say just online at this point, right? Uh, that's been the longevity of this cycle of game um, is the online has been what's keeping it alive. And to my understanding has been making ridiculous amounts of money off of the online already. So are these perks even worth it? It's starting no. to feel like Rockstar and Take-Two have become the satire that they have been putting in their games. Because I can't understand why we would need another subscription service for a 10-year-old game, right? About 10 years now? Came out on PS3? Oh, well, longer than that, it feels like, but yeah. I mean, I, I'll say at least, right? I feel like maybe 9, 10. Regardless, too, too long, We've paid for it on three. We've paid for it on four. You're going to have to pay for it on five. Uh, Microtransactions on online, to my understanding, are very prevalent, and they've been making money off of that already. I don't know. To me, it just seems like another greedy bully move. But I guess what do I expect from Take Two? I mean, they also went after an indie team because of their game of the year, by the way. It takes two. So what do I, what I, what? just feels like they have changed a lot over the years and this has not been going over well in the community but you know what you know people are gonna pay it you know there's gonna be people who buy it and then we'll just keep going on and on like this but but (laughs) i don't know what do you think i mean i'm not buying that i don't don't really play it anymore no but anybody who's gonna fall for this subscription i mean damn that's just it's no different than all the loot boxes and everything you're just sitting there saying well hey if you it's just a little bit of money now and just right. pay it a month and then we're gonna give you stuff to play our game and it's like but what do i not already have if i've been playing it for 10 damn years well that was my point too for these people who've been playing the online this whole time what you played through the story maybe once or twice but nobody's just constantly playing the story every single day for 10 years it's the online i feel the biggest feedback I was hearing was the perks that are being offered are things that these people who've been playing for a long time don't even really need. They've already grinded for it, maybe even bought it. Their their stuff is already so high. They have so much money because they've been playing so long. I, I It's a money grab, obviously. It's mm-hmm. just a greedy bully money grab. Um, and the fact that you're going to do that and not offer a free upgrade... 
like a lot of people have. I, it's just getting more sad watching the decline, in my opinion. I'm not. I'm not trying to ever say they were on oh, some yeah. huge pedestal, but my God, uh, the the changes over the years are very. Very obvious. So I don't know. There you go, siblings. Um, if you want, there's the GTA Plus online that you can do uh, for six bucks a month here very shortly. When did I say March 29? So yeah. So today, uh, well, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah so tomorrow. Yeah. I I can't. If this is what we're getting with a game that's already out, this that is you probably out, paid seventy five bucks for. Just imagine what GTA Six is going to be. I mean, it I'm not be... even care anymore. I don't think about no, GTA I... Six. Honestly, I just don't. Why even... would you? Because yeah. it's going to be like 150 dollars to to unlock everything in the game that they will. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you pay a little extra, you can get this, and you can get this, and you can this, and then and then after about six months, they're going to have like a complete collection that they're going to repackage mm-hmm. and sell back to all the people who didn't buy it initially for sixty dollars, right? Seventy. Excuse me, seventy. Mm-hmm. They'll go. 70. They'll go the seventy route because right. you know we can charge more for newer games on right. these new platforms. Yeah. <laughs> so seventy dollars for that. If you want the complete collection now, that other people have already paid double for, but we're going to do that. And then after you buy that, then they're going to come out with new DLC or mm-hmm. new things for you to buy. So then you're going to have to pay down the extra thirty. Those other people who already paid that, they're going to pay that extra thirty. Yeah, they might give them 10. Bullshit. We'll give it to you for $10. Well, they're giving you a $10 upgrade, $15 upgrade within like three months. You know, they're being so generous if you hurry up and can get it within three months. Yeah. I mean, people are still looking for PS5s. That that Uh, time could expire. You know what I mean? And the time just trying to find hardware. I get you. Yeah. It's not their problem. I don't know. They just want that Watch. money. They'll sell us the story and the online separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, now, the- I'm wondering if that'll be the new thing moving forward with them. Which, okay, if I get a discount, because I would always just play the story anyway. I never, you know me, I never really got into the whole online yeah. gaming thing outside of MMOs way, way back in the day. But I, once I beat the story on GT5, I haven't touched it. You know what I mean? Like, that was it mm-hmm. for me. Not saying there was any, you know, if you love it, go for it. So I could see them tapping into that. Like, just trying to make money off of the people who only want the story. And then those who want everything, you can get more. Because they know they're going to get more off of you in the long run anyway. Because you may keep buying the stuff. I don't know. I'm getting really annoyed with the practices these days out of AAA companies and how they're selling games to us now as if it wasn't an already expensive hobby that sure. parsing it out now in pieces and not charging us for, you know, pieces of the game to sell us the rest of the game later. I'm just annoyed with the practice, <laughs> which yeah. is probably why I haven't bought a AAA game and God knows when I'm getting really jaded and bitter towards the whole thing. But. And I get it because I'll never buy another Mortal Kombat game from the start ever again. Especially the way I they handled that last one. Yeah. So screwed on that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna sell the same exact thing to everyone else, and I get what out of it? Nothing. Nothing. I feel they were offering more in the other one too. Wasn't there a quest or a something? 
and extra content yeah, that like, you didn't even get? Yeah. No, I mean, I've got everything, but I had to pay for it. Right. If you wanted everything. So the amount I paid, and if you were to go and buy everything right now, the complete package as they had it, you would come out ahead more than I ever did. You'd get it for a song compared to what I paid for it. Yeah. It's... So I'll never do that again. I don't blame you. I'm to the point where I can't even remember the last time I've even bothered to pre-order anything because it's kind of like, what, you want my money before you finished? It's digital. Yeah. I don't have a fear of them running out. Now, I do understand some people like pre-order perks, uh, you know, statuettes that might come with things, leather-bound books, things of that nature. Fine, if you're a collector, I get that. But I'm usually just after the game. So I haven't justified pre-ordering anything in a really long time since I had to rely on physical copies. Sure. Because those would sell out in the store and I'd have to wait, you know, now I can just download it. So anywho, screw you Rockstar and take two Jesus Christ. Uh, Mm. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, So other bit of news, Uh, Amazon games had uh, is stepping down. Mike Frazzini Stepping down from his role at Amazon Game Studio as studio head, saying to spend more time with family. It's the official response. I don't know. He led the studio since 2009, uh, basically developed the games portion of it. But as I started reading a little bit more about it, they may be in a better position now. Whether completely could have been amicable, he didn't do anything wrong per se, but wasn't doesn't sound like he was really great at the position honestly the more uh, i read through not to knock the dude i'm sure you're a lovely human um but a lot of it was saying that he was with the company since it was just books right so then moving into this era didn't really have any experience in so wasn't doing as well in steering it to be more successful by not really knowing the landscape i guess of game you know if i'm making sense right. like mm-hmm. i was good with amazon books and how to sell This was a different area that never really caught on to. Anyway, just didn't really garner the experience to focus on games is what it's sounding like. So uh, apparently was rejecting advice from developers that they would hire, um, chased trends, and and completely understaffed these projects to the point where, you know, uh, I mean, if you read through it, it seemed like they canned more games than they ever released that were in mm. development. So, um, I mean, they have New World and The Ark, so there was two that got released. Sure. But it seemed like all the projects I was reading through in the different articles, like, they started a lot. Yeah. It seemed like they, I guess, as soon as that trend was over in his mind, it wasn't going to go anywhere. Maybe, would be my guess. And then they would can the whole project. So, I don't know. There wasn't really a whole lot being said who was going to step in or anything at this time. Uh, but if you are one who has been keeping an eye on Amazon games and maybe plays New World in the Ark, maybe an interesting tidbit for you. And if you are, does this move excite you a little bit that they might put someone more experienced in the role? I hear Reggie's might be looking for a job. I mean, yeah, you know, just... If you're looking for someone to it turn it around, a, if you'll actually listen to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, gotta, take gotta, the advice. Got to listen to people. I mean, I think he knows what he's doing. You know, I, I feel we have facts 
that support that, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what people believe. But anyway, so he's stepping down. We'll see what happens with that game studio moving forward. Just thought it was a little interesting, a uh, little tidbit when every time I see people moving around in uh, the gaming space. Um, I always hope it turns into something good, but, uh, hey, wants to spend time with family. You go do you, man. You go do you. Uh, yeah, go ahead. so GDC, we did have a few little announcements. As you know, it's not always just gaming centric with these things, you know, so I try to read through the GDC and pull things that would be relevant. Um, so the announcement that of course I kept saying, I wanted to know what Roberta and Ken Williams were going to be announcing that we knew they had been working on in lockdown. Well, now we know. Well, now we know. And I think people, I guess, were already guessing this. I had zero preconceived ideas of what it was, so I'm glad I didn't, you know. But uh, the announcement was they were doing a remake to Colossal Cave Adventure, which was first released in 1976. It was a text-based adventure game where you had to input the text commands to move the story along and explore the world. Some of us may remember those. Um, I used to love them. But then again, when you didn't have all these flashy graphics, you didn't have anything to base it off of. But they were good storytellers. That's one thing you could always say for her. She really created great stories. Um, So I kind of give her the crown on leading the way in this regard, if I'm honest. I'm sure other people did it. But I feel like when she was putting it out there is when it caught on for as long as it did. Granted, tech moves fast. But regardless... Um, there was no exact release date just yet saying this fall, um, but it is now going to be 3D for PC and VR. So a much different experience if you think about it coming from just text-based to now into VR. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a cool arc for a game that probably would have never thought it would have hung on that long. You know, uh, so yeah. they're going to send you on a quest to treasure through 143 subterranean locations filled with dwarves, trolls, a giant snake and a dragon, even a bear. Sounds very deadly in there. Uh, fully graphical, of course, this time around. And Ken Williams said takes pl- place in a fully immersive 3D and VR environment. So for realistic cave exploration that is intended for the whole family. So family fun, Merrimack Caverns. I don't know. Uh, uh, so yeah, the bread out of the boredom of lockdown and, and here they are. So, uh, apparently Ken learned unity for this project. So, well, I Hey, so I had more fun just like, reading about the, huh? I said, but doesn't Did that I, seem like the thing to do if you're going to make a game these days? Don't you sure? think you need to learn these tools? I think I'm just so. impressed that you learned all of I mean, maybe there was some background in it, but you learned all of that in what in a, in a year. They're saying through their boredom of lockdown, and I feel early 2020 is when I feel most of the world kind of went on lockdown at the same time. There might have been a few sure. places that went before or after or whatever, but I don't know. I find that impressive, but I'm a normie. What do I know? Um, they also did a little bit about a glimpse into PSVR 2 games. There wasn't a whole lot because that wasn't open to the public as much. Uh, but I was reading some articles from some people who did get in there, hoping to give us an idea. So dev kits apparently are out into the world with the way that they're making it sound. So people must be actively developing for it, which makes sense if we've already seen um, the, the the hardware 
I would right. imagine they've been giving this stuff out for a long time to kind of before we even were getting word of it. But it does support a hybrid VR couch co-op, which I that'll be interesting to see how developers create games with that feature, like where the whole point is to play with the person in VR. You know what I'm right. saying? So I'm in the VR headset. You're playing alongside of me, but not in the VR headset. So I I would be interested to see what kind of creativity comes from the developers on that to make use of this feature. Because right now, it doesn't hook me. But yeah. you get it in the hands of some really creative people. And I'm open-minded to the concept. You know? Because we have what... Um, shoot, what's the uh, bomb game where you're diffusing it and then your helper is actually reading through... Oh, uh, wasn't that a Jackbox game? It might have been initially. I know it was a, a standalone thing, though, for a while. Anyway, oh, God, why does my brain not work? Well, there was one like but, it. Yes. So the, the, the person would be in the VR headset. You're playing with the bomb. So you're describing what you see to the other person who's not in the VR headset that would have the instructions. And so you'd be, I see this on the bomb. You would have to look up what I'm seeing and then try to walk me through it. Don't explode. Don't make me explode. Guys, I'm the worst human in the world. Yeah. So that game. Dave anyway, up. we have something similar. Dave, up. no, you know what? I'm sitting here in front of a freaking internet. I think it's uh, whatever. So yeah, I, I would be more interested to see how, a, like I said, how a developer would use that tool. Um, can you make me want to play it? Mm-hmm. Not saying it's not a cool feature. It's just not one that really makes me go, oh, ooh, okay. Um, and then also be interesting to see taking advantage more of the haptic feedback, the finger tracking, the trigger resistance, um, which gives devs a more realistic differentiated reactions based on whatever the player is doing. Obviously, um, they gave an example of the spatial haptics where an explosion happens in the game on the player's right side, and it could provide the most feedback on the right side lessening everything on the left to try to give you that more experience like it totally did happen off to the right so your left controller may do nothing while your right one's going nuts kind of situation which is a little different i feel every time there was an explosion or something in a game all of them would go right so that could be interesting uh but with this going on with the unity and all this stuff the devs were warning that heavy trigger resistance should be used mindfully you know, it exhausts the damn people. Like, everything's so hard to do. You know, so just be careful. Like, if you're, you know, playing, um, I think they also use, like, Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is an emerged game that you could go hunting and stuff yeah, on, yeah. which could turn very frustrating if everything is super tough to pull or make it work. Trust mm-hmm. me, you can get tired in those things. Uh, so that was what little bit I could find. So people are out there, dev kits, those are the couple little snippets that i read that i don't feel like we knew before with the haptic feedback and uh, the couch co-op so we'll see um excited to see what they do with that but we just really want to know about the indie game festival all right that's really the only part of gdc right 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 for our intensive purposes here <coughs> so they did dole out some awards to some games um and i tell you i guess i'm just i've lost the thread of understanding i don't I don't hook in and um, 
relate to some of these anymore. But the uh, the Seamus McNally Award winner, which is named after the PC game programmer of the same name, uh, founded Logbo Digital Arts, was awarded to Inscription. Now, Inscription cleaned up on this one. Uh, I never really, I think I need someone to get past the first half for me so I can see the other mm-hmm. half. Because it's getting so much praise and the fact that I just couldn't couldn't get into it past that part. Uh, but grats either right, way. Right. Um, it, it also took, which this made me laugh, it took home best sound design. And why that was hilarious to me is because I literally had to turn off all of those features because it annoyed the crap out of me. So I thought it was funny <laughs> that they got sound design. And this is where I was, I don't relate anymore. Because all of those extra noises, I had to turn off. It was driving me nuts. It was constant. I'm, I also turn off notifications on my phone if that tells you about me. I can't stand those little noises that go off all the time. It drives me nuts. Right. Maybe there's a word for that. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they actually cleaned up. They got about three different awards from there. Um, visual art winner, though, went to Paper, Papatura. I'm probably saying that wrong, which admittedly I hadn't heard of prior to this. So I went and looked it up. It's a short experience. It's more atmospheric and made out of paper, stop motion paper. Um, it tells the story of two little creatures who's trying to avoid their house burning down. So it just a little adorable experience. I wouldn't even really call it a full game. Kind of how, um, you know, when you were playing through that music game that, that we would play through, you're just seeing the nice visuals and the arts and you're just playing through a nice little story and it was cute. So I could see how that would get a visual arts winner for the indie scene. It was really, um, audience award winner went to mini motorways, which was a cute little strategy sim game about designing a roadmap for a growing city. So I guess kind of city skylines, but more infrastructure, like just for Mm -hmm. the roads and things. Um, I could see me being addicted to that for about a week or two, and then I'd put it down. But I, I could totally see me getting into it for a little bit. Uh, let's see. Best audio and innovation went to Unpacking, which, if we recall, siblings was the one I made fun of that was on Game Pass, and then I sat there and played it in one sitting. Yeah, that game. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so good for it. And uh, best design went to It Takes Two. So yay, Woo. more It Takes Two love, because um, I love that game. And uh, the best debut winner went to Val Valheim. Uh, I should have tried that one. I know when it first came out, at least, it was so huge. People were yeah. loving it. And I've had it on my wish list probably that long, and I've just never pulled the trigger. Probably because it's a multiplayer game, so it's a good reason why I, I never really got into it, but uh, <laughs> why I haven't done more than wish list it. Um, exploration survival game in Viking culture. I think it supports 1 to 10 players, so you got to know some people. Sure. Uh, Psychonauts got best narrative. I never played it. Uh, the first but one. Let me know. Yeah. No. Not, Which system did part it come two? Out? It just said Psychonauts. Oh, maybe I forgot to write down the colon dot dot dot. Well, as long as it was part two, because at least that would make more sense. Because to give it an award to an old PlayStation Two game. <laughs> right. Probably oh, I totally just too. ran my head into the microphone again. Sorry, guys. And that was with my uh, headset. So that might have been a... <laughs> um, yes, I'm an idiot. I, I, I could see where I was like starting to write something more. And then um, who knows? Uh, anyway, off. moving on. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will correct me. Um, Social Impact Award went to Boyfriend Dungeon, which I could totally see. Um, and then Ratchet and Clank took Best Visual Art and Tech. 
So that wrapped up the awards portion for the uh, Indie Game Festival. What do you think? Okay. What do you think? Should more people have gotten it? I don't know. All right. Well, I only have one more little little chunk of calling out horrible bad behavior, but we've been talking about this one a little bit already, the Gran Turismo debacle that it's turned into. Uh, so I'm sure you might remember us chatting about this either last week or the week before about how this new installment in the franchise just riddled with expensive microtransactions where I was saying even one car could cost you about 40 bucks real money. Um, so and the coupling the fact that the game always has to be online regardless of if you're playing, you know what I mean? It's one of those. Yeah. Uh, caused an issue when a patch they issued resulted in a server outage for a while. Um, I feel though almost the whole weekend, so you just paid 75 bucks for this game for a server outage. She couldn't even access. Just why I hate that, that stuff. Um, and they also made adjustments to the in-game economy, which apparently made things harder. And I already told you how much new cars and everything would cost. Um, so the list just goes on. They did some not cool tweaks to make it harder, it seems. So it was offline for a long time as well, which means couldn't people could play. Sony issued an apology from Polyphony Digital. Um, they'll be updating again in April and write some of these wrongs. Um, I don't know. Uh, were you affected by this, siblings? Because I don't know. That, that's the most frustrating thing to me with basically gaming today. And I've yeah. just accepted it because that's how it is. But always needing a launcher to access what I purchase. These launchers could go away. Those companies could fold. And then where am I getting all my money back? Not. You're not. And you probably just lost access to all of those games. But what do you do? They forced us into yeah. a digital storefront, you know? So $75 brand new game, patching it broke it. And then the the dollar amount real money to microtransactions in this, I just, I don't know. I feel you'd have to be a very hardcore fan to keep putting yourself through this abuse right here. That's too much. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's, hundreds of dollars you're asking for in a racing game. Yeah. It's what I they mean, love to do. Just, I, again, why I'm starting to not want to buy any triple, not starting, why I don't buy triple A anymore. I don't trust you people. I don't trust you anymore. Uh, anyway, moving on to Quickets. We'll talk about that one first. Let's do it because I know you're excited about it. I want to see it. Let me just yeah, see yeah, where, yeah. I put it, where I put it. Ah. Uh, where did I move it? Oh, here we go. Yeah, so as you were saying, another Ghostbusters game. Uh, four unexpected. versus one. I was unexpected because we just had. What was well, the story? Well, they did that one? remaster of Based the... on the women one, right? The women's version of Ghostbusters. Did they do that? I don't Maybe remember. Maybe I'm getting confused. There was one not too long ago, though. I have it in my Steam. Well, I know that they Whatever. did the remaster. They remastered the one game that was uh, they released years ago on the PlayStation mm-hmm. Three and Wii yeah. and Xbox. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It might be. There might be another one out there. I don't know. I'm not that aware. Might be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, but I it, it grab some friends because it looks like yeah. it's a four v one multiplayer game haunt or hunt mm-hmm. style game. Uh, same people who did Predator Hunting Grounds. And the so it could be interesting. Predator Thirteenth. You know when oh, that, that, that one too popular. 
Yeah, Elphonic. They oh, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in there, yeah. 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 So. I don't know why that would slip my mind, but then Predator, I was like, oh, yeah, they just, because maybe that was a more recent game. Did so, they do, the, were they? It was Gun they, Media that published it Friday the right. 13th, and I believe Elphonic was the dev team, yes. But did, did Elphonic, did they do, were they in with Evil Dead, or am I thinking of somebody else? Oh, for the one that's coming up with Evil Dead? Yeah. I do not think so, actually. Because I felt like there was some name attached to it, and I was like, oh, okay. So, like, I felt a little bit more comfortable with them, with the idea of the game. Right. No, I do remember reading that, and, of course, the people behind it were just super fans, because I remembered uh, watching an interview, um, and just, uh, yeah, it was the Q&A, I think, I watched with uh, on uh, Jeff Keighley's thing, the Game Awards. I, I want to say... Um, Shoot, what was he from, though? I can see his face, the bald guy with the glasses. Anywho, no, I don't think it's from them. Uh, okay. But a super fan of the genre so and sure. the, the movies and everything, so I felt really good about it. I felt really good about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you think? You got to get some friends again. I think that's always my problem. Um, I uh, Maybe not. Yeah. Probably like Dead by Daylight, you could probably just join a game. But <coughs> I mean, I'm not... Uh, like completely upset with the idea but at the same time it's just like uh, okay i guess it would be kind of cool to to mm-hmm. bust ghosts in this way because i mean at least it's taking the idea of four versus one i mean you can't get much more accurate than that your ghostbusters right? and True. you get to play a ghost if you want to so that's cool i guess right but- that's your I killer don't know. or whatever in this. Multiplayer where you have missions where you can hunt ghosts, I think would have been a little bit more up my alley versus them saying, well, hey, you get somebody gets to be a ghost. I guess that's fun, but if there's Saber other things Entertainment. To do, Sorry, I finally found it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. Evil Dead, the game. There we go. I was like, 60 people down here at the bottom. Anyway, sorry. But you're excited for it. Get to play the, and- the ghost. And it seems like they're um, piggybacking off of, spoilers, the ending to Ghostbusters Afterlife for mm. the story, which I thought was kind of neat. So if you've not seen fun. that movie, then uh, it's not a big spoiler. But, I mean, if you haven't watched it by now, then you don't care. So that's, that's the way I look at it, fair. right? It, was, it has it been a while, right? November of last year and then it's already on home video have you noticed that though the turnaround Mm. on stuff is just amazing now well i don't uh, over the last couple years sure i mean you're probably getting all the money you're gonna get out of a theater in a week or two in this day and age now that things are opening up and people are starting to get back out there we might see it but i'm i'm so glad that that they're getting into this oh yeah because i mean having to wait six months or however damn long it used to take mm-hmm. and this long stretch before is like well now it's coming to home video it's like why did it take so long like what were you hoping for what were you waiting on well they were probably as much in the box office as they could then dvd sales or blu-ray or whatever we do anymore and then We'll take your four or five bucks for rent, and then we'll put it on a streaming service. You know, but so see, no, as much as you can. I feel this is how they do it now, though. They, oh, they're doing something horrible now. Do you know Uh-oh. how bad this? All right, let me show you an addiction problem. All right, 
Okay. Spider-Man Home or Spider-Man No Way Home came Which, out. Which, by in- the way. They spoil on the splash page on Amazon. So thank you. I legitimately was waiting for it to come home so I oh, can yeah. watch it. And as soon as my TV fired up and that fire stick fired up and there it was. And I went, did you seriously just spoil it in the picture? For Awesome. GG, yeah. guys. Well done. Anyway, no, yeah, as I've... you were saying. No, oh, I was I... so mad. I have been <laughs> arguing against that myself because I'm like, why are they... I mean, my God, you're blatantly spoiling, spoiling the whole it. thing. I successfully managed to navigate all that BS on Twitter by blocking keywords and things like that. And as soon as it comes to home, Amazon does it. F mm-hmm. off. Anyway, I'm a little well, better about it. I feel like Sony's got their hands in that, too, because I don't know if you heard about this. This will piggyback off of my Morbius story I mentioned earlier. They mm-hmm. apparently spoiled the shit out of that this weekend because... Reviews have come out that it's terrible, if you didn't catch my sarcasm earlier. And <laughs> now they're just like, well, screw it. Let's just, there's an end credit sequence. Let me tell you every detail about it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys just have no chill about anything. Sony is right. the worst about it. They don't care. It's just like, well, no one's going to like it. Just just, just tell them. Just tell them. Tell them everything that's going to be in the movie. It's like, but, but how why? is that going to help? You no, because they think they can entice you. It's like, look, this thing's going to be in the movie. I was like, great, you wait, you you told me what's going to be there, so I don't have to go to see it now. Right. The 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 discovery portion that we enjoy whilst watching a movie, you've just stolen. Yeah, like the Doctor Strange movie coming out. I don't mm-hmm. want to know who's in it. I know that there are rumors abound of every yeah. cameo and character that we're going to see in the movie, and I have my theories on who we'll get to see. I know for a fact, mm-hmm. one character. I know for a, I just, I feel like I know, but wouldn't it be funny if they just pulled the rug out from them? It's like, we're going to put this in here to make you think you know who this is. Yeah. And then when you watch the movie, we're going to pull the rug out from under him and go, ha ha, you thought it was him, but ah, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I want, I want that surprise. I don't want to know who's in it. I don't want to yeah. know. People call me a liar. Sorry that we've digressed, but you know, I had no idea that was Feral in the Batman Right? I, again, successfully must have blocked all the keywords I wanted to block off of Twitter when I saw it was announced. I didn't go hunting for anything new. I legitimately didn't. I watched the movie. I think it was two days later, IGN put out an article about a spinoff mm-hmm. with the Penguin mm-hmm. on HBO and said that Farrell signed on for it. I went, wait a minute. And then that's when I Googled and went, holy crap. No idea. I had no idea. I am so glad. I'm glad it happened that way. Yes. I am so glad for you that you got to experience that way because I was actually talking about that or I was writing something about it. It might be for Podcaster Symbol, matter of fact, where I was putting Mm -hmm. some thoughts together about him as the penguin. And I was like, I really wish I hadn't known because having that reveal, granted, I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. I still. I still pause it. You can't tell. Like uh, Katrina says, she could tell in the eyes. I guess I don't look at his dreamy eyes enough because. Well, it, it, with no context, I'm just seeing this really horrible-looking dude. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't make him look. He lived a rough life, right? Right. <clears throat> so good makeup. And he just I did mean, a phenomenal job too, because your pitch of your voice. I know what he sounds like. Yeah. Hit it all very well. So, yes, 
I don't care if people believe me or not. I had no freaking clue until afterwards and just sat there and kept looking at side-by-side pictures going, holy, wow, okay. If they hadn't, I went to IMDb, sure as shit. All right, okay. Okay. Cool. Now, anyway. I'm going to climb back out of our regression hole to get back on track because we okay. went way the hell off. We split so in typical I'm fashion. Back. Yeah, Point being, movies coming back or coming to home video seems like it takes forever. You had mm. Scream came out in the middle of January, and it's yeah. just tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? No. Well, I've tomorrow. already watched Next. it on Paramount well, yeah, Plus but I just mean free. in general. April 1st, I think, is when it comes out on home video. So it might be tomorrow. Oh, okay. Terrible. Soon. There's still a couple more days. I don't remember. Anyway, it's coming out <laughs> this week. today? Or next week. Doesn't matter. It's coming out soon. So it'll come out on the Blu-ray. So that's, what, uh, two, January, two and a half months? Two months, three maybe. Let's be generous. Maybe. And it's already yeah. come out on, on Paramount. Jackass Forever came out on Paramount. I actually They're still miscalculated. making those? Yeah. Like, I miscalculated. Because based <laughs> on when... That came out when Scream came out, and then they mm-hmm. dropped it on um, Paramount Plus. I was like, okay, well, I, let me see if I can figure out the math here about when this, because I kind of wanted to see Jackass. You know, I've watched all the movies. I was like, eh, we'll see how it goes. Right. And then came out like two weeks earlier than I expected it to. So I was like, oh, cool, that's a treat. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's still the same Jackass stuff, but Johnny Knoxville got, I think, his last. Um, concussion well, I mean, or whatever i was gonna say they're getting up there man yeah the tolls to the, your body has gotta be starting to kick in super hard but i'd say that uh, what we got to see here is kind of grooming the next generation which you oh, know what no. if you want to continue to do that then yeah I, put it on them and then you step away you you pull the pranks if you want to keep going with it i don't know if you you need to i mean it's I find it all very cruel. I've never been a practical joke fan. I find them unneedlessly cruel at someone else's expense. So it's all very cringe to watch for me. Mm. So my opinion would be, can we stop teaching people how to do this? Because YouTube already has enough of getting in trouble garbage moves, David Ulbrich, that we don't probably need to be teaching kids how to do this stuff and get hurt. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Got see we went right but, back down yeah. another damn hole. We need. Right, uh, I just what the the what the, all this is coming down to. This is what I'm. I've been trying to say, and then we can get back on track because yes. I know I've gone off track way too hard. <laughs> is going back to Spider Man No Way Home. That's been the biggest mm-hmm. tease because I want to see that movie again so bad. I've been mm-hmm. wanting to watch it so bad, and then they've been putting it out on early access. Like you know, you can buy it, and I was like, but I want the physical copy. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting on. And you're going to make me wait a month. You're going to sit here and promote this for an entire month prior oh, yeah. to its release versus the two week, you know, which is normally what they do. There's like two weeks mm-hmm. before it hits uh, physical media. And even that's bad enough. But no, they're doing an entire month showing you everything. It's like all the featurettes, all the people that's in the movies. Like, you remember seeing that? Do you remember this scene in the movie? And it's like, like I do. I want to watch this movie again, you son of yeah. a bitch. And it's like, <laughs> well, you're just going to have to wait. But you could buy it right now if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy it now. I've already bought it. I pre-bought it on <laughs> right. physical I just media. Wanna, I just want to watch again for fun. like, why can't I have I my wait? digital code? Yeah, like, give me my oh, digital yeah. code. 
that I've already paid for, mm-hmm. but then that's not how that works. It's got to be the digital code inside with a little slip case and everything to show you how awesome you are. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and feel special. It just, it's, 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 I want to watch the movie again. Well, still got- I'm going to watch it now, but I felt very deflated having seen that where I was like, well, yeah. I made it this whole time. And then the giver of the movie is who spoils it. So I was a little frustrated and just walked away at that point. Um, so, okay, yeah, screen- whoever's on your marketing team over there, guys, maybe don't put spoilers, especially when it's first coming to home, because some of us avoid them. Yeah, whatever. I'm just screen- bitter. Scream comes out April 5th on physical media. My bad. I looked at the calendar and now I figured it out. That's what I saw. I knew it was a low number somewhere. So about three months. January, February, March, April. Yeah. About three months. All right. Well. I liked it. Anyway, continue. It was fine. I just, I had it pegged way too early. I just feel the formula has gone stale now. Um, Great in the 90s when it was brand new. I love the first two. But I had it pegged instantly in the fifth one because I just think that I've, I've figured it out now how they're doing stuff. Well, part six is going to challenge you. I okay. doubt that. But They've already we'll said. I yeah. saw like an interview with the directors mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, Scream 6, we got to pull out all the stops. You were, you're already expecting stuff. Well, we got to make sure you're always guessing. So mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. see if you can figure out. It was funny. Time. It was about 20 minutes in. My hubs looks at me and goes, so who do you think? And I named off my two. And then towards the end, I went, I just raised my hand up and went, nailed it. There was nothing surprising in this for me at all. But uh, anyway, we're just getting on rants now. But (laughs) back to a a quick it. Unity showed off a trailer this week, uh, Mm -hmm. which I recommend going and checking out, guys. This stuff is getting so cool. It's just getting Mm -hmm. so cool. Uh, they, They named it Enemies, uh, showing off what Unity can do now. And my God. You guys, the hair, that I think is what got me the most, is that we're getting to the point where hair is starting to flow more naturally. The individual strands are looking more natural. And even just um, the woman that was in there, it looked, I mean, you could still tell it was graphic, but my God, it's just and all the stuff that was going on around, it's just looking really cool. And the fact that these engines are making this easier for you to be able to create like stuff on this level, it just blows my mind. Tech is cool. Yeah. Tech is cool. And I love to see how well it can go up against Unreal. Competition people, I'm always for it because you're going to get better stuff if people are competing with each other. I just love it. Keep going. I love it. Check it out. Enemies from Unity. Love it. Uh, the other quick it I had just for me, but I'll take some of you with me anyway. Kagan Games announced Simulacra 3. Woo! You know, I loved those games. Uh, some of you siblings might remember uh, from my Twitch days. <laughs> but remember, um, that's the one game I actually do recommend to buy on the phone. So mm-hmm. one time I will say for role playing purposes, it is much more fun to play on your phone because it is a lost phone experience. Um, still fun on PC, but I do recommend it that way. Uh, but this time people are disappearing and leaving nothing behind. How are we going to discover anything? I don't know. Where'd I get this phone? Uh, but they are leaving this eerie symbol. So, uh, yeah, we're going to no ETA yet. Knowing them probably by the end of the year. I don't recall them announcing so far out, you know, that it was Mm -hmm. a ridiculous amount of time. So I'm excited. 
I don't know if it'll be the end of the series, just another um, installment in the series, but I genuinely think they're fun. And they usually only ask like five or six bucks from you. So it's they're not even screwing you over in any way. And it's just a fun experience yeah. that you could wrap up in a couple, three hours, you know. Uh, let's see if this excites you. Uh, CD Projekt Red announced that there are plans for another Witcher game. That, that was about it. I mean, cool. <laughs> like, hey, we do plan on doing this. Uh, sure. Look, uh, it, I might have been excited had Cyberpunk gone well. <laughs> I feel they're making good on that. I'm giving them time. If they do another thing like that, then screw you. But. But why are you announcing anything while you're still working on that? That's because my thing. Hype train. We gotta we gotta start this hype train now and in ten years maybe we'll see the game. But that's my It's too much, people. It's too much. Uh but they did announce they're gonna use Unreal 5 instead of their red engine for mm. this one. Um and of course in partnership with Epic ish so could be only on that storefront at pc launch supposedly not but i believe that when i see it kind of situation um and then i guess the only other thing you could really take from it was just a picture that they put out um was that you could tell the witcher medallion's a little different it was of a lynx this time so i did see some people starting to speculate about going to the school of lynx for this one um i don't know if you guys want to guess would it be Siri? are we getting a new witcher altogether you know i feel like they kind of set it up for her to be the protagonist but i don't know it could be something completely different but this is all from just a picture um that we're speculating so there you go they are making plans to do this maybe to entice new talent maybe that's why we're starting to announce things so damn early is try to entice talented developers to want to come up i mean it's the only thing i can think of that makes a little bit of sense is wanting to it like, oh, look, we got this big game, this big project that has gone well, we have to say. You know, Witcher did, Witcher 3 especially, um, entice people to come work. Uh, Otherwise, what are we doing here? You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's the only one that makes sense to me. So I choose to believe that one. Well, uh, what they have to do if they want to yeah. make the game a true AAA experience is they have to make the protagonist a black woman so that um, the true fans can be pissed. Oh, no. The real gamers can About be really, their really... About people around. Because women weren't supposed to be witchers, right? And then Siri kind of changed that. Wasn't that the kind of the thing? Probably, yeah. So, like, it was mostly, yeah. yeah men who would so she has to be a black woman because and she's got to be gay um because Why, all you these... just you just want all of them to not buy the game anymore yes. is that what you're saying no you just i just i like wa- this wa- fire and watch the watch the world right burn. i want to see i want to see because i want to see that like why not why can't it why can't a black woman who happens to be a lesbian anybody be could be in that a spot witcher? yeah we could yeah you tell but... you give me a reason why she can't be a witcher and then I want to hear all these kids. Ah, this is not ah. It was too cold there. Of course they wouldn't. You know, I don't know. People wouldn't what? have melanin in the snow. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> or pig- I want that. <laughs> I want that for the gaming community. I want to see this new Witcher 
that goes against the grain. And beca- and just imagine her with the long silver hair. I mean, wouldn't that just be... I think it would I mean, be cool. Honestly, yeah. I've never once, until people started doing, you know, the... I think Twitter just ruined humans because it's not a real place, but we pretend it is. Um, I've never seen any kind of different protagonist and then my brain was, you know, I went to go see what's the story or the, I guess I was coming from someone, I guess who never had to worry about it, but uh, it's never annoyed me that a protagonist was anything other than uh, source material. I've already discovered the hashtag that would be trending. Uh-oh. Woke Witcher. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Oof. How dare you? The fact you? that we've already played the whole like month of discourse in our head. Because mm. I can see it. But you're right. You're right. It would. Because it would you see. everything upside they down. Would, because they want to see Geralt getting it on. They don't want to see her getting it Well, on. I feel we're moving on from Geralt. At least the medallion should tell us that, right? But he's got to, the Witcher told character, if you're not going to show Geralt, it has to be another cis white male who just has to, like, embody maleness, manliness. <sighs> and a woman's just not going to do that. Especially no. a black woman who happens to be a lesbian on top of that. She can't just, she can't exude manliness. Are you kidding me? I feel like that would be the most powerful person in the world because you know how much crap she probably had to deal with and come out on the other side to be a powerful witcher. No, no, no. You don't understand the the, tr- the true fans and gamers. The true fans would know that they know, yeah. and you're absolute. You're just trying to be woke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to shove all that down my throat. I'm ready to go back to sleep. Let's just put it that <laughs> <laughs> from all of this. <coughs> can you people just like stuff again that, we, can, we need to start create characters that that should be our character um the angry <laughs> gamer or so, angry gamer i'll come up with oh a voice God. and we'll we, just have we, like we, a we section just called the angry or gamer satire. the angry gamer and, just oh, start reading ooh. tweets. Oh, I have ideas now. Maybe I should write it down. Well, after the okay. pod. Like now, the now pod. my brain's like, ooh, skits. <laughs> I have all sorts of stuff now. Pop through. See, you're hearing the process that mm-hmm. we don't have one. Uh, so <laughs> uh, pre-production has started on the next Battlefield game, supposedly taking Ooh. valuable lessons from the shit show that is 2042. Uh, going to right the wrongs? I don't know. Um, are you in or out, siblings? Because I feel, would you be willing to give them another chance after all of this? And you all defaulted back. I shouldn't say you all, but a majority of the fans of the game defaulted to the five mm. and gave up on the 2040. I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to. Well, I, remember, I just said I'm a lifelong simmer. And they have finally beaten out of me buying every iteration that comes out anymore because I, I've just I've caught on to what they're doing, and I refuse to let me be a part of it anymore. Right. I, I it's so frustrating. That's how I feel about it. Another game delay. Of course, I think this is just life now. Uh, take two. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is now to spring of 2023. So take your time. I say that with any game. 
I just wish we wouldn't talk about them until they're about ready. Uh, Sony acquired another studio. Um, Haven Studios will now be under the Sony Interactive Entertainment banner. Um, Mm -hmm. Jed Raymond heads the studio, uh, which hasn't really actually been around that long, but he's known for the early days of Assassin's Creed. So announced the first game that they'll be working on. What what, what name? What name? Jad Brayman. Jad? Wasn't it Jade? Fuck me. What did I write? I just wanted to make sure that I, I had I had you covered there because Jade Raymond seems like I, I heard that name and I was like, oh, she's back in the news because she was bouncing around. She did the, the Stadia thing for a while, I think. Son and, of a bitch. Uh, you can so see on. my notes. You guys, I need to reread my notes as I'm typing along. I could tell it was one of those I typed. I don't well, I don't I don't watch what I'm typing as I type it. I'm looking at what I'm reading. Interesting. How did I get it that bad? I suck. I shouldn't be doing this. It's okay. Anyway, their studio, Sony owns it now. <laughs> I'm a jerk. Uh, and announced the first game that they'll be working on is the first party Sony dev team is a AAA multiplayer game. Hurrah. So more of that. So more of that. So I was only excited because I only enjoyed the earlier Assassin's Creed games and it lost me as time went on. Taking out the last two, I've heard really good things about, though, honestly. Um, But after Black Flag, it just kind of lost me. I don't know. It's the same thing over and over again. You know, you know me at this point. I'm ready to move on to anything new instead of constantly making sequels, remakes, reboots, reimagining. I don't know. Whatever. I don't even care if the idea is bad. Just make a new one. Um, Now I'm knocking stuff over. Paramount Plus showed off the new Halo TV show. I don't know if that was anything our siblings would be interested in. I'm not interested in Halo, but it looks like a fun sci-fi show regardless if you were into Halo. You know, and like watching I'll the be, trailer. I'll be honest with you. I mean, the the show has premiered. And yes, it's, yes, yes. Uh, drawn a lot of actually. ire from the fans. Because, oh, about the helmet coming off too oh, early or something. You can't see his face. <laughs> How dare you? I did you? see that this morning, actually, because I, I guess it's been now. People have gone through it, but yeah. <sighs> See, now, now I wouldn't have known how important that was because I had not played the series. Why is it important? Why do we do, not I, have to see his face? I bet if we knew the story of Halo, we'd probably have that answer. Perhaps, perhaps. because It's been around long enough. Be, I feel it would have been addressed at some point. I mean, it would have to be because I did. I, I'm almost positive I read a tweet similar to that. It's like, y'all just don't understand. Years upon years of Halo, and never once did we see his. But the first episode, how dare ju- you? Maybe it just disrupted the vision everyone had already put in their head of who it was. Because it was Porn Stash from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> and that just made it like, all right. I mean, he's a good actor, don't get me wrong, but. <coughs> Like, all right. Oh, I'd have to look that character up. I gave up on Orange is the New Black after season three. <laughs> okay. So I don't I know when like he you. was in it. He was uh, early on. Early on. He was one of the guards. Big, oh, big stash. Yes. Yes. Okay. Ooh, really? Yeah. Oh, Just this saying. Is, this is getting more fun. This is getting so, more fun. I personally have no desire to watch it because I don't have any. Um, 
I just I don't care about Halo. Yeah. Uh, I but know I was just thinking, even if we didn't, it looked like it could be just a fun sci-fi series that well, you just divorce from the fact that it's based on a game. Funny enough, I had an interaction with someone about this, and it would be the last person in the world you would imagine having a conversation about this TV show with. My father. Oh, yeah? He apparently saw a trailer for it. I'm assuming... Mm-hmm. He saw that was there a, a short film or something on Netflix Red versus Blue? I want to say yes. Because he referenced that. He didn't call it by name. He's like, "Yeah, I think they're making a sequel to this other movie that they did on the other cuz he doesn't know things. That it's a game he or just yeah. yeah, he was just like, "But yeah, it's a it's a guy and he wears the helmet and he never takes it off and stuff like that and I knew where he what he was talking about." Uh-huh. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And I just I kind of went along with him. But my dad is so excited yeah, for Halo, see? and he has no connections to the games. So everything happening in the story, which I've heard mixed reviews about, not mm-hmm. game Whether related, it just it overall, not. it's just like, is it a good show? Eh, you know, that's kind of what I've heard. It's like, it's all right. You know, it's, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. He's excited for it. He has no reason to be excited for it for other reasons he's just like this looks like a fun ride i hope it yeah. is for him yeah that he can enjoy it and he for might enjoy it, it more because he doesn't have all this other junk right. clogging up his brain about what it's supposed to be yeah so honestly when i watched it that was the first thing i thought because my husband loves sci-fi never played halo but i was like he mm-hmm. might actually enjoy the series because he just loves those genre of stories you know yeah. so even if Some- you don't like it there you go be like Steven's dad and, and just enjoy it for not being a video game. I think just, sometimes just it's it actually is. beneficial for us not to have those connections because then it gives us interest in these other things. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not exactly like the games, but maybe if I watched the show and enjoyed it, I would be enticed to go play Halo. Sure. I doubt it, sure. but I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, yeah, sure. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. We'll see how it out. goes. I never Continue. watched it. We'll read some more stuff. Sorry about his helmet, guys, I guess. No. Uh, uh, so I only have one more little quick hit. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo released. Uh, I haven't touched it yet. I want to. Um, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to throw it out there because I just want to know if any of our siblings has dove in because I just want to know your thoughts on it because I've been watching some reviews because it's one that I feel I really want to try, but I'm hesitant to pull the trigger on for whatever reason. And yeah, I'm just interested in some feedback from some some of our lovely people and just see if mm-hmm. you tried it. Uh, there's one reviewer that I watch that I tend to align pretty closely with in, in opinions on video games. And they seemed very yes and no. Maybe yeah. I'll just wait for it to come to Game Pass or something. I don't know. But like the combat has me interested. The story has me interested. The uh, the just the colorful ambiance and everything that they created is interesting. Um, so I'm not sure why I'm 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 hemming and hawing on wanting to try it out. Maybe it's because it's a little bit different, but kind of similar to things I've played. Maybe if shit wasn't so expensive anymore. Yeah, that's you'd be a little bit a more willing to try a broader range, but uh, I want to know what y'all think about it. I want to know what y'all think about it because I'm not watching Let's Plays because I don't want to spoil it. But 
there are some yeah. reviewers that I do trust to go to because they do it spoiler free, you know, mm. um, or they have so far. But that's it. So I've butchered someone's name. I um, got a date wrong. Let's see. What else did I do? <laughs> it's a great Get way it to all start lined the- up here. Uh, but yeah, that's all I um, caught my eye this week that I felt like chatting about in the way of games. Uh, so what's next? What's next on our agenda today? Okay, well, I put together a, a very quick headliner. Uh, we're probably going to have some things we'll be talking about <coughs> over the next couple of weeks regarding headliners because my time might be um, might mix compromised it up. a little bit. But hey, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. As long as I can try to put something together. So I tried to put something together last minute. Uh, if you don't like it, kiss my ass. That's all I can say. We are <laughs> so good at this these days. I tell you. We're so good. I F just... You. Siblings, you're going to hear it. And you're going to like it. <laughs> this is what we have to do. We have to just, you know, we have to put them in their place. The transparency here, though. I love you. I mean... But kiss my ass if you don't like this headliner. I just, wonder if I he's to... actually talking to me. Now I'm curious what the topic is. Like, is it one that I've already discussed where I'm like, no, screw you no, guys no. and your opinions? I don't know. I, You know, it's it's so obscure. You're probably going to be wondering, like, why did this, of all things, come to your... I don't know. It just Ooh, seemed good be the most fun, moment. though. Yeah, so let's just, let's just get on with it. Jesus. Uh, before you all judge me, our story begins with three game testers. David Shar, George Pye, and Morgan Ziegler. Now, in the 80s, there were a couple of 20-something nobodies just living it up, getting paid to play video games. You know, their life. That's the life we all Yeah, that's what we always assumed it would be. Yeah. Now, they got a job at some relatively unknown company known as Psychone Corporation. You know, that sounds ominous. And uh, they were kind of instrumental in testing a new type of game and its accompanying technology. Now, the game was looking to utilize state-of-the-art virtual reality technology. You know, this was kind of a gamble at the time, but one that the game's lead programmer, Silas Volkmeyer, was confident Mm -hmm. could pay off. Okay, now, during development, the general executive psychone, Alexei Vakuse... Vakuse? Bakus. Love it. Eh, either way. He approached Volkmeyer, and he expressed how impressed he was with the game. That rhyme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he, you know, kind of suggested that as good as the game is, if we could kind of tweak the difficulty a little bit, just bring it down a little bit, because the game's a little hard, and I don't want to drive off potential customers with those nice quarters or whatever you're going to be putting mm-hmm. it on. We want people to play the game. We don't want to scare them off. You know, if we're going to be investing a lot of money in this, we want people to play the game. We don't want them to be afraid to play the game. And he was worried as it stood, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. So the game testers were kind of like, yeah, sure. You know, we can kind of agree with that. That sounds like the thing to do. But, you know, Volkmeyer, he wasn't he wasn't happy that they wanted to change his game. He wasn't happy at all. Now, all of this sounds like typical industry drama, right? You know, this is yeah. but this is where the story goes off the rails, okay? Okay. This is where it goes off the rails. Now, it seems that Volkmeyer took it upon himself to do some secret programming after hours on this game. Oh, no. Okay? And eventually, uh-huh. the playtesters started to take notice that something was off. 
So one summer evening, the trio decides that they're going to do some reconnaissance. They're going to figure out what's going on with this game. And one might not want to say that they broke into their job late one night, but they did. Um, okay. Uh, to, to, to little surprise, they found that their game generator was missing, and that just clinched it. They were just like, aha, there's something afoot, something foul. So they knew something was up, so they searched the offices for this missing game. Now, eventually, they came across it in Volkmeyer's office, obviously, because you sure. know he was sitting there tampering with it. Now, however, Volkmeyer didn't seem to be anywhere around, yet the game was on. So we're like, maybe he's somewhere nearby. So the tester decided to give it a look to check on the game, you know, since mm-hmm. it's the virtual reality thing, to see if they could find out what his dastardly plans were, you know, what he'd been concocting behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Because, now hang on, hang on, if you thought we'd gone too far already, mm-hmm. you're going to be floored now. You're okay? mm-hmm. It seems that the code Volkmeyer had been working on had opened a portal to a parallel universe ruled by the Dark Queen. Okay? <laughs> However, her reign was threatened by a new opposing force created by Volkmeyer's game. Volkmeyer decided to help the Dark Queen destroy this opposition by placing a virus into the system and corrupting it all. However, the playtesters were not going to allow that to happen, so they jump into the game's state-of-the-art virtual reality system and take on the personas of the game's avatars, only to discover that the virus has now trapped them in the game forever. Oh, dear God. Now, three simple game testers must find a way to stop this nefarious plan of world domination in another universe that doesn't concern them in any way. And the only way to do that is to embrace their new personas and become the heroes of this new world. Pimple, Zitz, and Rash, the Battletoads. Ha <laughs> ha Yes! It is all fiction, you dumb bastards! Why would you believe any of this is true? I got you, didn't I? I you did. You. I'm you like, this is the it. most ridiculous shit. <laughs> right this is insane. But, but I got knowing, you. knowing teams, though, I was like, they would have just had fun. So everything that I read is my interpretation of a comic book interpretation of the story of the video game known as Battletoads, uh, published somewhere out there. I don't remember. Anyway, no, if you recall funny. in the <laughs> now, if you recall in the '80s, there was this franchise about um, four reptiles and a rodent that could mm-hmm. fight. And it seemed to take off. You know, this thing was pretty popular, uh, right? from what I remember. Uh, now, its popularity, or rather its uh, ability to generate revenue, mm-hmm. led other companies to create their own version of this thing. So they, too, could make money. You know, that's what that's what companies want to do. They want to make that's money, and they see somebody making it. money. Yeah. With something crazy, and there's like, we can do that too. So, right. this is how the world was blessed with franchises <clears throat> like Street Sharks, Toxic yeah. Crusaders, Road Rovers, Dino Saucers, Snailians, Kung Fu Dino Posse, SWAT Cats, Cyborgs, Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars, The Mighty Ducks. Yes, there was an animated Mighty Ducks, and they were ducks in hockey outfits that fought crime stone protectors which were trolls remember the troll dolls but now they're action yes. figures okay with Wild pink hair West. still and crazy yeah but oh, they're they're buff. superheroes now they're buff oh they're imagine one of those at bingo 
Wild West Cowboys of the Moo Mesa, Biker Mice from Mars, Extreme Dinosaurs, Samurai Pizza Cats. Ooh, I actually remember that one. Okay, <laughs> and obviously Battletoads, because... Now, why did I read all those titles to you? Did it seem funny. a little overzealous? I was padding for time. I didn't have much to work with here, so get off my back. Oh, well, I just figured it was to show us how ridiculous we all deviated into the trope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that too. There was there were reasons. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this the original NES title, Battletoads, was released in 1991, developed by Rare, uh, back in a time when they were kind of turning out games. Uh, but while other companies were kind of doing the same kind of thing, because we've talked about this, where other companies, Nintendo was like, nah, only one game every couple of months. And like, no, we've got to be pumping them out every day. And then they yep. would go to make these sub-companies and shit just to label it different, even though we knew who it was. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be slick. Um, rare, you know, they were, they were putting out their own set of games here and there. And, and they actually put out quality titles, much like they came to be known for down the line you know they always had a good roster of games and you could be like oh yeah rare games are good but we'll get into what happened to them later now uh this one was no exception in my opinion and i will be talking about rare in depth at Mm. some point because i feel like they got a rich history worth looking at so i won't go down that rabbit hole too deep now the game battletoads was mostly like you've forgotten what it was called i'm just reminding you (laughs) It was mostly an isometric beat-em-up with solid controls. Uh, the animated nature of the main characters kind of gave them a unique personality. And I personally had never seen 8-bit characters emote like the cartoons that we used to watch at the time. You know, mm-hmm. So that was that was huge. You know, I was like, oh man, look at that. That's, that's new. So I wanted yeah. to play. Uh, and with those characters riding the coattails of the Ninja Turtles, it seemed like a sure thing that could have been a big hit. <laughs> but... <laughs> well... The issue most have with the game is that insane difficulty. You remember the thing in the story that I said? The guy said, hey, you got to turn this down. And the guy's like, no, it's got to be difficult. <laughs> got to be hard. This is like life imitating art or art right. imitating life or whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, look at that. It's the thing. Now, the level that is probably responsible for the most broken controllers would be the third level, if I'm remembering this correctly, called the Turbo Tunnel. Because you start off with a nice little punch em up beat em up thing, and then you go down a tunnel, hanging mm-hmm. on to the wires. And that one was kind of all right, but yeah, you can get through it all right. And then you get to the Turbo Tunnel, and that's where it gets really difficult. Because if you've never played the game, let me explain it to you. you the level starts off with, like standard beat em up, you're just punching stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you reach these speeder bikes that you have to ride to go forward. Now, what ensues is an increasingly difficult test of your reflexes as you must jump, duck, and weave expertly down this chasm as it gets faster. So you have to know exactly where to be. You need to know exactly where to jump, duck, everything. Everything's just coming at you at lightning speed. And what's worst is that this is one of those games that you had three lives and three continues. So even if you got past the level, you probably left with one life. And you're going to be screwed regardless. The rest of the game. uh, Yeah, yeah, congratulations. You made it this far. Now, the reason given for the game's increased difficulty was apparently due to its overall length. The developers of the game thought that, you know, it was just not long enough. Maybe like 30 minutes or less 
which, you know, is about the length of a full Nintendo game at the time. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe less, who knows. Uh, they said, you know, if we just had this one section with increasingly difficult areas, then players could kind of get more out of it because you're always going back and you're trying to get better. And mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, but wouldn't kind of be the first time we've heard about practices like this where they're just like, oh, just you know, we'll pat it out with garbage like this and that'd sure. be fine they still do it yeah they still do it it's now, called despi- collecting things on a map mm-hmm. despite that uh the game was popular enough popular popular there's We're the word it today it was popular enough hey i feel like my energy level is great here so i'm True. gonna keep at it uh the game, again, as I've mentioned, was popular enough that it received ports to other systems like the Amiga, because everyone played that, and the Sega Mega Drive, <laughs> albeit with a modified difficulty level, because only true fans can play it on the Nintendo. You Sega soy boys, y'all need to have it tempered oh, down. Oh, were we fighting about that then, too? Funny. I doubt it. I'm just, but, you know, somewhere out there, I'm sure it happened. Somewhere out there, this game was too damn hard. Since this was a franchise blatantly attempted to be the next Ninja Turtles franchise, it was only fitting that it have its own animated series. You know, Turtles had theirs. Right. Why wouldn't this have an animated series? So, Deke Animation, you know that, where the little girl goes, Deke. Uh. And we're all sitting there giggling at it as kids going, ooh. Did you hear what she said? She said, Dick. <laughs> they are responsible. <laughs> we are. Uh, we are. That Deke animation was responsible for uh, a plethora of cartoons we all grew up on, I'm sure, in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. And they were responsible for other video game cartoons like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, a uh, half hour show that had Captain Lou Albano and Danny Wells and just said, oh, it's Super Mario. You know the one. You know the one. <laughs> the, the, you know the, the, the one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Deke Animation produced a half-hour special for Battletoads that aired in syndication during the uh, weekend of Thanksgiving in 1992, and it bombed so hard that it was never picked up for a series. So, it like, yeah. Now, the series actually tweaks the story that I mentioned earlier. And in this show, they actually made the protagonist high school students who were bestowed the abilities to become the Battletoads to protect the uh, Princess Angelica. And that's that's it. It's kind of a paper plot, you know, paper-thin plot. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Just uh, enough but, to, know. like, sure, that's a reason to move forward. But... If you really look at it, weren't they all about paper uh, well, thin back yeah. then? It was just well, kinda... it was always save damsel in distress end game or something, you know. Mm. And it's for kids, so. Mm. Now the series saw a second game released on the Game Boy the same year, then a pseudo sequel in 1993 on the Super Nintendo called Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. You know, I say pseudo since many of the levels featured in the game are just enhanced versions from the original game. So you're kind of playing the same game, just tweaked a little bit for a new system. Mm-hmm. And even with a difficulty slightly tempered down, I don't want to say a lot. Like mm-hmm. they were like, all right, we'll make it a little easier, but not too easy. The, the game was still a bitch to play. Um, it had a lot of mixed reviews that praised 
how the graphics, the sound, the music is just like, oh, it looks fantastic, sounds fantastic, but the difficulty and lack of originality just brought the entire game down. So you're just like, Ugh. yeah. Ugh. But it did look amazing. That was actually one thing that I was always blown away by. Is just it was like, oh my god, you know, as for mm -hmm. a Super Nintendo game, seeing that was just right. Your mind blew mm -hmm. up. Uh, the game's publisher, Trade West, uh, they didn't care about all the criticism. They didn't care about what all these other people... They saw money. They saw dollar signs in this. So they decided to double down on the franchise. <laughs> Literally. You know yeah. where I'm going with this? You know where I'm going with this? If you're doubling down on it? Huh? What? More? Yeah. More, more. toads! Oh, oh, not more toads, but double the trouble because they got the license from developer Technos and created Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team, developed oh by God. Rare. And this could be considered a proper sequel to Battletoads since it's essentially just another Battletoads game because mm -hmm. they didn't try to fit it in with the Double Dragon. They just stuck the Double Dragon boys in it and said, there you go, we got a, we got a crossover now. Um, the story will make little sense um, because why would these two franchises cross over in the first place? It's beyond me. It's ludicrous. Mm -hmm. Why Why did the Dark Queen uh, run into the Shadow Organization and team up with them? Like, why? why? And then furthermore, okay. how, did the, how did the Battletoads know Billy and Jimmy Lee, the Double Dragon Boys, how how do they know them? They because in the story it was just video like, game logic. Clearly, because it was just like, well, hey, you know what? They went and got their bad guys, so we're just gonna call them up and say, hey, guys, you want to help us? And they're like, sure, man, we're gonna team up. Because those two universes, I'm sure, coexist, right? It yeah. made sense. Um, it may sound ridiculous, but let me tell you something. Thirteen year old me was all in for it. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Because think about this. For me, as a kid, seeing characters, especially back then, crossovers felt new. Like, anytime I saw characters who I didn't feel like should be together, be together, I was like, oh my god. What? What are you, what are you talking about? You could about? do that? Yeah. So, I had to see something like, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta see this. This sounds amazing. I don't care how bad it is. Like, you remember the very first time I saw the VHS case to the Flintstones meet the Jetsons? It blew my mind. Eh. Because I'm like, I know both of these shows, and they've never been together. They're but so here's a movie. opposite. Yeah, I'm just like, this is the this future is insane. And the past. I've got to rent this. I rented it that day because I was like, well, I, you're blowing my mind. Right. How how can the Flintstones and the Jetsons meet? That's just you can't. Right. I can't. My brain can't. Thousands of years apart. And then and then, this was this was a big one. I remember one time I had a Wizard magazine. Wizard Magazine was this magazine for comic books back in the day when comic oh, yeah. books needed a magazine and didn't have the internet. You know how that works. Anyway, yep. and there's like a whole catalog. bad history. Yeah, and there's a bad history about the guy who ran the place too. So that's oh. a shame. But anyway, I liked it as a kid. It was just that one of those magazines that you collected. Mm -hmm. I know kids today don't do that, but I did at that time. I'm sure you had a magazine you collected. Oh yeah, yeah. When, so, when, we, when we read things, yeah. In the back of this this magazine, they would have um, comics 
like a, a pricing guide. So if you had a rare comic, you could see about what the market share is worth for that comic. Mm-hmm. And I would go through it every now and again, just, just out of curiosity, you know, seeing what kind of comics were in there and everything. Sure. I stumbled upon a title that I did not know existed. And then when I found a picture of it existing, I was like, where where was I when this happened? I don't even know if I was born. I might have been born when it happened, but it was just like, right. I, I didn't know it existed. How did and this information miss me? Yeah. Superman versus Spider-Man. And I was just, my head was blown because I was like, there's Superman. Yeah, that's not what you ever see, really. Yeah, because I was like, how are they together? Because they they don't exist in the same universe. I was just going to ask that. Isn't that two different ends even? Yeah. It's DC and Marvel. Marvel, yeah. So, yeah, my my head was blown because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. I was like, they they don't, they, they are not supposed to be together. How did it happen? See, now I'm curious how that even happened. Well, see, how did those two come together and go, okay, this is fine. Now, that initial comic book, uh, to my knowledge, they made it seem like they just did exist in the same universe. Later on down the line, like in the 90s, when they did this real big crossover, they, they made a point to say, no, this is one universe, that's another universe. And there's a person responsible who's like a key in between i think they actually called him access of all things is like okay we're just gonna be on the nose about that great Mm -hmm. but back then it was just like well you know jay jonah james is like there's this guy over in you know metropolis they call him superman and that's the kind of hero i want for new york city and then it's like well what about spider-man spider-man's a bad guy yeah that was essentially how it went. It was almost like we we knew about this other city. We knew about these other people. We didn't talk about them. And then suddenly it's just like, well, we're going to talk about them today. And then Peter Parker and, and Clark Kent be at the, the news press for whatever. And it's like, oh, aren't you the guy? Yes, I'm, oh, they, I've read your stuff. I've seen your pictures. Oh, that's great. Huh. Huh. Funny. funny we've never crossed paths before. That kind of thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, Unicorns, man. That's how it right? felt like back then. It was like, I gotta see this stuff. Anyway, uh, that game didn't light the world on fire. Uh, Rare even developed an arcade game in 1994, which flopped, uh, signaling the end of the franchise, um, at least at that point in time, because, eh, you know, no one cared. It was yeah. done. Rare continued to make other games that were better, more beloved. I mean, we all remember... GoldenEye, and Banjo-Kazooie, and Conker's Bad Fur Day, and other games that I'm forgetting. Blast Core. Everybody remembers that one, right? No, I don't. Damn. Come on now. I'm just, come on, I'm I'm fucking with you. Anyway, Perfect Dark. I know, I'm always like, how could you have not learned about this thing? No, that's actually an obscure one that a lot of people probably have forgotten. I used to love the hell out of that game. But, point being, they um, became Microsoft's bitch making games uh, that sucked for some reason because they used to make good games and now they don't. Eventually, Battletoads, (laughs) the arcade game, was seen again in the 2015 uh, Rare Replay Collection for Xbox um, when Microsoft decided maybe it was time to listen to fan demand, you know, Uh actually release some of their older games on the system. 
get people's attention. <laughs> uh, that whole process. What's funny about it, though, is I don't think the original titles were on that collection. It was just the arcade game, which... Odd choice, don't you think? That well, especially if that was the one that didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you would think you'd mm -hmm. do the one people liked, but what what do I know? But the the franchise continued to lay dormant until 2020 when Delala, 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 Delala. What? That's what it looks Delilah? like. D L A L. Yeah, D L A L A. Delala, Delala. Mm -hmm. um, All right. Anyway, they uh, released their reboot of Battletoads on Xbox One or something. I shows how much I care. Utilizing a hand-drawn <laughs> animation. <laughs> Utilizing a hand-drawn animation style, vocal for performances, and a very bitchin' soundtrack, the game released to the same mix of reviews the franchise had always been accustomed to. Just kind of like, eh. eh. So, at the end of the gay day... So at the end of the day, a company tried to cash in on a popular franchise by ripping it off, and it didn't work, despite every attempt to make it work. And while I commend the game's developers for doing more than the bare minimum and giving the game loads of personality, the Battletoads are not, and never will be, the Ninja Turtles. So I think it's time to put this one to bed. Or yeah. back to the swamp. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, fun. See, I want to hear more about the game testers. No. Yeah. <laughs> In the beginning. Excellent. Well, that's our show. Woo! Happy Monday. Uh, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to go over to the Instagram. Follow us there so you can like all of the icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. And you can also support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pencil paper productions. Also got a YouTube. Go harass him for the next episode of Super Mega Crash Adventures because he's going to have so much time coming up, guys. <sighs> The, the, I'm, I kid, but you can go to youtube.com forward slash pencil paper productions as well. Um, and you can also support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast listening platform. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Lacey O'Finley. And I'm Stephen White. And you could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.